Oral Histories of the National Railway Museum. SAR fireman and steam locomotive driver Keith Fitzpatrick speaks with Peter Hackworth about the beginnings of his railway career. Firstly, Keith, thank you for giving your time to record your memories for the National Railway Museum. Just to start off with, can you just give me your full name and date of birth? Keith Augustine Gordon Michael Fitzpatrick. First of September 1930. Was that typical in your family to have so many middle names? No, I don't know where the Augustine come from, but Gordon was an older brother than me. And where were you born? I was there. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> but I, so which, I didn't which take town? much note of the place. Which town or city? Theberton. Mum and Dad come from there to Union Street, Stepney. So you mainly grew up in Stepney? Yeah. And how would you describe your family circumstances? Well, my dad worked at Holden's. I can remember he used to push his bike to work. He also did a bit of tree chopping. And who else was living with you in the house? My mum was married. She came from Narracourt. And uh, from Narracourt, she went to uh, Victoria and she got married over there. And uh, she had uh, either one or two children to a husband who died of his war wounds in the First World War. And then she married your father? They were married at Theberton. My dad was from Western Australia. He worked in the gold mines over there. So where did you go to school? The school at Ellangown. It was a Roman Catholic church till I was in grade seven. And then I went to Ross Trevor College. And how far did you go with Ross Trevor College? I was there for three years. So at what age did you leave school? I left school at 16. Because a lot of people of your age would have left school at 14, didn't they? Yeah. I was at Ross Trevor College for three years and uh, they had a thing with the young students. The war was still going then. I had a cadet uniform where we used to practice marching and all the rest. But of course, when I left Ross Trevor College, I had to hand in my uniform and all the rest of it. But the funny part about it is, I got married in the Ross Trevor Chapel. So when you were growing up as a child, what did you hope to do for work? I can't remember what I wanted to do. The reason I joined the railways was a joke by the name of Richardson lived across the road and he was working down at Mile End. My mother took me into the railway station and uh, consequently I started work at 16, a cleaner. Of course it was all steam back then. And, and what uh, were you cleaning? Locos. What was the process of cleaning a loco? I've never been on a steam train, so well, explain to me the process for cleaning a locomotive. Well, we had to uh, clean them with kerosene and waste. There was three shifts, morning, noon and uh, night. I was 16 and a half. I couldn't step on the footplate until I was 17. You would work from 3 to 11 six days a week. 
Well, that went on for, uh, I would say, three months. And then I uh, graduated from there to fireman. We had to go to Bonehead College, as they called it, up in Adelaide. How did it get that name? <laughs> Just the ordinary jokers there, it was cleaning. But you had to learn all the rules and regulations and all the rest of it. Actually, I got used to using the shovel because I volunteered down there to help light these engines up because when they come in they'd knock the fire out of them and then the next day they'd have to be lit up so depending on the shift you'd be cleaning the locos they'd give you kero and a couple of balls of waste and you'd clean the, uh, the loco with the waste and then you'd have to rub it off with the waste. Do you mean like old rags or? No, the waste was specially made at Islington, I think it was. You'd clean the boilers with tallow and uh, back in them days, they had worked the suburban trains. They were cleaned with Kero. So that would be the F-Class? It was the F-Class RX and the other big ones, the Mountain Types and the 720 class and the 600 class. You walk down both foot plates and uh, do it with the tallow and that come up really good. And then also it was cleaning the windows. They used to get filthy dirty. You worked three shifts, 7 a.m., afternoon was 3 p.m., night shift was 11 p.m. And uh, that was when all the cleaning was done because there was no catching up with them because the suburban trains, they all lit up at a certain hour and all the rest of it. So when you had to clean a boiler, what did that entail? That would entail using crude oil to clean the uh, boiler. So you'd have to get inside the boiler? Oh no, no, not inside. So you became a fireman. Yeah. And do you happen to remember your first time as a fireman on a train and what that was like? You wasn't allowed to be on a train until you was 17 years of age. Yep. And my first time was when I was Turned 17. Actually on your birthday? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he went out with a, a loco inspector and he would tell you where you was going wrong and all the rest of it. The format of the whole suburban thing was six links. You was put into a link of 42. There was six links with six crews all different, they had the top link and then it went down. And then they had a couple of links there It was made out for jokers that had been put back to the suburban link because they got old. And also, uh, it was bloody hard work, I tell you, when it was all coal. It wasn't that bad, really, 
But when they brought the Lee Creek coal in, that made all the difference. That was absolutely shocking. Whereas you'd use a half a ton of coal a shift, <laughs> you'd empty the bunkers with the Lee Creek coal. You use that much. And that's all done by hand. Was there only ever one fireman doing that shoveling? No, no, you had the fireman and the driver. What you've got to realise too, that you've got good drivers and you've got shocking drivers. Their skill at handling the driving of the thing was a lot more complicated than people thought. And firing. I was lucky after a while I got a good fireman on the Suburban and he would use half the coal that they'd be using with certain other drivers. They never had any idea. What a lot of people thought that shoveling coal on a steam locomotive, if you don't know what you're doing, you're in for a hard time, I can tell you. So what made a good fireman? What made a good fireman was conscientiousness. And what would they have to be looking out for the whole time? Well, apart from looking out on the public, the thing was to control the steam. And the steam is brought about by coal. Newcastle coal was good coal, beautiful coal. But two or three years on, they brought in Lee Creek coal. Well, that was an absolutely shocking position to be in. Newcastle coal was good coal, but we didn't get the gas coal. That was unbelievable. We used to work the coal trains from down at, or you, you might as well say Outer Harbour, but that was up a bit, up the river a bit. And that was the Newcastle coal that come from New South Wales. It was pleasant to be a fireman, I tell you. It was unbelievable. And then you get Lee Creek and you put a fire on and the thing would sit there and look at you. <laughs> Whereas the Newcastle coal, actually it burst into flame and, and you could shovel a tonne of Newcastle coal and not clean the fire in it. Eight or nine hours that you worked and uh, the Newcastle coal, you wouldn't have any more ash in the pan than you had when right. you started. With Lee Creek coal, it just added itself on and on and on and it never had much gas in it. That was a trouble. So how long did you work as a fireman and did you always want to then move on to becoming a driver? Oh yeah. Well I first picked up a shovel, not that I hadn't done it in the shed when I was cleaning, under 17. I'd sometimes help the lighter up because we worked three shifts, they worked three shifts, learning to use the shovel. Yeah. These shovels, actually a lot of us had our own personal shovel, but it was how you used it, when you used it, and that depended on the driver you had. Some had no idea of driving locos, I can tell you. There were some shocking drivers. Luckily there wasn't a great lot of them. Thanks for listening to this oral history podcast from the National Railway Museum.